This is the Spin Talk Podcast. Catch Spin Talk with Lauren, live on Spin 1038 weekdays from 1. Spin 1038, the Spin Talk with Lauren. Today I would like to speak to you about video games. President Donald Trump has um, laid some of the blame on last week's shooting in Florida on violent video games. Do you think there is an argument to be made there? Is someone in your life a fan of video games? Do you worry about some of the content. Get involved in the conversation. I'm on 087-711-1038. Joining me on the line now is John Riley, who's editor-in-chief of TheEffect.net. Hiya, John. Welcome back to Spin Talk. How are you? Good, thank you very much. Um, John, I feel like whenever there is a tragedy like the one that happened last week over in Florida, um, video games very quickly get brought into the conversation. But there is a common denominator sometimes we hear reports of people who are involved in these shootings playing hours and hours of video games. So what is your reaction today to the news that Trump is laying some of the blame on video games and violent ones at that? Um, I just, I think it's one of those moments where you just, you have to roll your eyes because this story forever, or this kind of angle or argument forever rears its head as to, as a, as a reasoning or, or an excuse as to why, you know, these, ha- these horrendous shootings happen. There's been countless upon countless studies carried out that have clinically proven or scientifically proven that there is no correlation. So it's the biggest scapegoat there is for the for the for the for those type of politicians such as even Trump and other Republicans in America. I don't want to get into the whole side that side of things, but I really don't think it's it, it's something that they they, ha- they should uh, continually bring up as 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 an excuse or the smokescreen to what is obviously the larger problem of gun control in in the country. Absolutely, and I think lots of people listening would agree with you on that. John is that there is a much wider issue here. But for people who are fans of video games, for people maybe who have children who play video games, when this story is brought up again, as you said, um, you know, it can cause a lot of concern. And as I mentioned, it is at times um, found out that when a shooting has happened, it turns out that there there is a history of playing extremely violent video games. Like there is no denying that, that yeah. it, it does come up a lot. So what would you say to someone maybe who is listening, who maybe has a young person in their life who is spending hours and hours playing the likes of Call of Duty, for example? Well, I guess, you know, like any, you know, the, the America, on each of these, what I perceive, violent video games, there is age ratings, you know, worldwide. America has the ES or B rating system. Here in Europe, we have PEGI, the, the pan-European game information kind of rating system that, you know, that's as far as the, the, the publishers and the sellers of these um violent games, these World War II replicas or whatever it may be, where there is, you know, violence involved in guns and shooting. But that's for then the the, the the responsibility lies with the game sellers and then obviously with adults to allow access to these games. So if it, like with the likes of those first person shooters like Call of Duty and whatever it may be, they're they're aged at eighteen and plus. So because they know that the content is quite violent. But it's then down to the adult, as I said, and the seller of the games to ensure that it doesn't get into younger hands. So it's it's kind of, you know, passing the book onto the industry and the reasoning behind this is it just kind of an, an easy out. Yeah, and I would love to hear from you because I know in the past we have asked about being put under pressure to buy certain games for people maybe who are under 18. So if anyone yeah. has been put in that kind of position or maybe around Christmas time has known the kind of game that a young person in their life wants... And, you know, they have, have gone out of their way to get it. I'd love to hear from you. 087-711-1038. Has there been any studies carried out, John, into 
how some people are more likely to get addicted to games. We often hear about the amount of hours a day someone might spend in front of a computer screen. Why is it that someone might become um, more compelled to, to, to keep playing, to keep going back than another person? It's definitely something that's becoming more and more topical in, in you know, kind of maybe Far East countries, Japan, China, that there's actually um, establishments set up for gaming addiction. So it's a serious issue that is, you know, that somewhat kind of people kind of roll, again, they kind of go, that doesn't really sound like something that would, you know, necessitate you know, someone to uh, to get some, you know, help with. But it's actually a serious problem. Um, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's down to personal people's personal habits, their personal behaviour, if they if they have an addictive personality that, you know, they get stuck on these games and they want to get the highest score possible on these multiple, you know, these online multiplayer games, whatever it may be, that that more so, rather, you know, as you're worried, you know, if there's parents listening that are worried about the type of games they're playing, it's, it's also just as important to focus on how long they're playing them for, whatever they may be. They might be just a simple mobile game or a simple racing game, but it's, you know, it's a case of, um, uh, in, in equal, you know, Give give access in relative kind of normal amounts. Don't let them be paying for hours and hours upon end. But yeah, it's something that you know the world is coming more and more aware of that it's a serious issue. Just uh, even a quick Google for a parent, maybe or an older brother or sister. A lot of very scary articles appear online. If you put in video games and violence, there's a lot of articles that appear. And as you said, there have been so many studies carry out, carried out that have proven that there's no link to um, from video games to to violent acts but you know there is a lot of myths out there John what are some of the other ones that you've heard but you, know, you mentioned yourself, obviously, the, the addiction side of things and that it can really you know, deteriorate someone's personal uh, ability to kind of uh, communicate with others in life and that they kind of fall back onto these gaming kind of consoles and these online games as a, as a, as a, a, blank, a safety blanket. So it's the danger there that's, uh, that, that they're, they're constantly using those as um, reasonings behind why people are becoming more and more insular. But it's it's again it's all it's all kind of still being debated and as to what exactly is the crux. There's many many other attributes at play that you know video gaming yes is one of them, but it can't be seen as the, the the main crux of the problem. John, always good to have you on Spin Talk. Thank you very much for your time today. Thank you. That's John Riley, there, editor in chief of TheEffect.net, and you know it's something that John is very passionate about. He's spoken to us about before. And as I said, you know, you go online, you just type in video games and violence and articles and quotes from Donald Trump and, you know, other people come up claiming that video games are to blame for shootings and other violent acts that happened have happened in America. What are your thoughts? Because, you know, John says there are so many studies that have been carried out that say there is no proof to say that video games are to blame. But I have a message here from Laura who's been in touch on Facebook to say, Violent video games and cartoons definitely have an effect on young children. I work with preschoolers and the ones who are allowed to play and watch such games show much more aggression than those who don't. Now, as John said, there is age ratings, but what I'd like to hear from you today is, you know, how easy it is to get your hands on something that is over 18s because I have a feeling there's probably a lot of brothers and sisters or cousins, aunties and uncles, even parents out there under pressure to buy games for kids who are under 18. Let me know um, if, if you've ever been put under pressure to buy one. And do you think violent video games have a lot to answer for? Get involved. I'm on 087-711-1038. Phil joins me on the line. Hi, Phil. Hi, how you doing? 
Good, thanks very much. Um, Phil, I love your message. You say you get irritated when people interrupt you, but you wouldn't shoot anybody. No, dude, no, no. Like, you're, you're, in, you're concentrating on something. It's the same, I'm sure, for some people who get into a book or something like that. You want to just continue to read your book. You want to continue to play your game. But, you know, people think it, people take it as an anger issue. It, it's not, not in the slightest bit. How does it make you feel, Phil, when, you know, a hobby of yours, something you really enjoy doing, is, is tarred with this brush? It's blamed for people being murdered. It's, I think it's complete and BS, to be honest with you. I mean, uh, Donald Trump is just trying to use this as an excuse to try and keep things off the NRA and stuff like that. It's, uh, as I said, it's uh, me putting it politely, it's just BS. What about, though... Um, claims that, you know, and you do hear, and I've read an awful lot of articles about this, some of these shootings are carried out, and you do find out down the road that a lot of the people who carry out these shootings are massive gamers, like it is the common denominator that links them all. You could say that, but, I mean, like, they're blaming kids, it is coming down to kids school shooting, but you have a lot of people who are kids playing games. So you reckon it has you know, nothing I, I, to do with it? I, I honestly, I don't think it does at all. I, I think I that you had on there, the radio there a few minutes ago saying that there is no link between shootings or violence and games at all. What kind of games do you like playing, Phil? I play all, all kinds of games. Role-playing games, I play action games, shooting games, driving games. and like, I play them all, being honest, just strategy games. Okay, so you're into a bit of everything, but is there people that you know of or that you think might just strictly be into quite violent games, that it's something they enjoy? I have a good few friends who play games and they play shooting games, action action games, violent games, and none of them have any violent tendencies whatsoever. Interesting. All right, Phil, thanks very much for coming on. No problem, thank you. Good good to speak to you today. Uh, Josh says, hi, Josh here, long-time gamer, in my experience and from studies done, Video games do not increase a person's tendency for violence, but it will desensitise a gamer to it, which will actually be a positive. In my opinion, if something happened, they would be more inclined to act, not hesitate, and may have to acknowledge um, that that will help. Ga- that's that's help gained from games. That's interesting because I mentioned some of the myths surrounding violent games earlier, and one of the major myths is that violent video games desensitise children to committing violent acts. And, you know, because they're constantly exposed to violence and we have spoken in the past about seeing certain things on the news and how we've become desensitised. But it doesn't mean that you're desensitised to people suffering and that you, you know, you lose emotion. I think that's a good argument made by Josh. What do you reckon? That because you're, you're playing games, you're desensitised in a way that if something was to happen, you would act a bit quicker rather than hesitate. Anyone into that idea? 087-711-1038. Amanda joins me next. Hi, Amanda. Hello. Amanda, there's someone in your life who's a gamer. Yeah, well, I'd be one too, and my fiancé's a gamer as well. Okay. So how does it make you feel when you hear um, the likes of Donald Trump say that video games are to blame for mass shootings? I just, like, I think it's a bit ridiculous because you can see violence anywhere. Like, if you grow up in a violent home, you're going to see it. Like, you can walk down the street and witness. Okay. But there are people who, you know, go out and seek violent games, enjoy playing them. Yeah, well, my fiancé is one of those. Like, he'd be into a lot of shooting games and violent games. 
Okay, and and he's like he owns two guns, and he's never wanted to shoot anybody. Like he owns two oh. real guns. Why does he have he two, real, two guns? real guns? And he deer shoots. He what? He shoots deer. Oh, okay. So he's into shooting, and yeah. that's that's and video games and video games. And you know, Phil was saying there, who was on a minute ago, that he gets quite. You know, he doesn't like when people interrupt him. He gets kind of irritated the way anyone would be irritated if they were enjoying something. If you kind of walked into the room while your fiancé is playing a shooting game, would he be annoyed if you interrupted him? Um, well, if he was something important on it, he would be. But, like, he'd never get angry. He'd just ask you to kind of hang on a minute. Okay. All right. Amanda, thanks for coming on. No problem. Good to speak to you today. So, look, it's just like any other hobby. You know, Amanda's fiancé is into shooting games. He has two guns. Shooting is something that he is into. Does that mean that you are going to go out and you're going to kill people? That's what Donald Trump is arguing. 087-711-1038. Carl says, like the rating system that's been on games for the last 20 odd years, Trump is no different to the other parents that buy their six-year-old's Call of Duty, which is rated 18s, then complain about it being too violent for them. Also, people have killed other people long before games existed. It's easy access to firearms is probably a bigger cause of shootings than a game on my Xbox. Yeah, I think, um, Carl, a lot of people will agree with you. There is a, a wider issue here, and that is access to guns in America. And there's been a lot of talk about arming teachers and whether or not that might be a good idea. If you have any opinions on that, get involved and let me know. I'm on 087-711-1038. But you also raised the point about people buying games for kids that are rated over 18s. And that's something I'd love to hear from people on. You know, there are age-appropriate games, but are they good enough? Are they the ones that kids want to be playing? You know, if you're 12, 13, 14, is it really Call of Duty, which is over 18s, that you want? How easy is it to access? Do we need to make it more difficult for young people to access violent games like this? 087-711-1038. Sarah says video gaming has nothing to do with it. It's already predetermined in that person's brain if they're going to act violently. That kid in Florida was already mentally disturbed, killing animals for fun. Him being expelled just triggered him going further. Games are no games. He would have done it anyway. Interesting. What do you think? Derek is next on the line. Hi, Derek. Well, how are you? I'm good, thanks very much. Derek, are you a gamer? Uh, not personally, no. Um, but I have a three-year-old son who is... Not to the extent of Yeah, well, no, don't get me wrong. He's not playing violent games. He'd be playing games where he'd be shooting ducks or shooting balloons and stuff like that. But that doesn't make him want to go out shooting people or shooting animals, you know? I, I, I don't... I, you listen to these stories time and time and time again with this guy, this, this, this fella. All it is, in my opinion, is just... It's another excuse to keep this whole gun situation the way it is in America. But when you look at the bigger picture and, and think about it rationally, a child is playing a video game. It's a video game and you might be a bit of shooting or there might be a bit of fighting or, or, or whatever it is in the game. In order then to take that unreality and turn it into a reality, to go get a gun, locate a gun, however he gets it, purchases, whatever, at that age get the bullets, fill the gun, do what you have to do, then go and plan to go into a school and then open up on all these other kids. It's, it, that's all because of a video game. I, I don't think so. The child is clearly, clearly suffering from a mental issue that has gone unnoticed, again, in my opinion, for a long, 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 long time. Maybe growing up he was a bad child, he was a bad child, parents didn't, you know, I don't know, 
you know, slap them or do what they have to do in order to keep them in check. I don't know. But I don't, you know, mental health goes a long way. There's all different sections in mental health, and this is, in my opinion, just one of them. I don't believe you can blame a video game on a child going in and killing 14 kids in a school. It, it just it doesn't make sense. One on one is not two in, in that situation. So it had nothing to do with it as far as you're concerned? But for hell. You know, when you think about it, hell. You know, it's, it's, it's like, you know, kids playing Mario Kart, they're going to go out and rob cars. I don't think so. You know, it's, I know it's a bit of a drastic kind of situation, but, you know, it's not, it's not the same. You know, it's not the same. It's, it's not. You can't. It's just it's excuse after excuse. There's pictures people don't see. There's, I ask you about the child's past. You, you, you mentioned that that, that, that that particular child's past. I mean, it says a lot. He's not with it. There's something missing up there. And, and you know, I don't know. Parents don't have the money. They're too laid back. They couldn't be bothered. I don't know. But clearly, there's bigger issues prior to him going out and carrying on with that act. Not a chance, hope and hell, it's down to a video game. It's clearly something missing or something gone wrong. Nobody picked up on it in all them years. Derek, can I ask you, as the father to a very young son, um, as he gets older, I, I mentioned there, you know, about the rating system for video games and there's a lot of violent video games that are rated over 18. How comfortable would you be buying him games that maybe aren't age appropriate? Because it must be tough for parents if they're under pressure, if kids want certain games to go out and buy them. Yeah, uh, I don't believe games being 18 years of age and over are 18 years of age and over. You know, um, it's a video game. Um, at the same time, I'm probably being hypocritical here, going back on what I'm saying. I'd still prefer if my, my, my son didn't play them. Um, reason being not from that other, not from the perspective of him going out and doing something or being a bad influence on them from when I was growing up video games weren't to that degree as popular as they are so I'd have a different okay. kind of outlook that I'd rather him out playing I'd rather him I don't want him sitting in eating crap getting fat because of a video game <laughs> I'd rather him out playing and, and doing what, what boys do so you know, that's my perspective on it, but okay. a 14, 15, 16, and it's an 18th game, I would have no issue with that. All right, Derek, really good to speak to you today. Thanks for your thoughts. No worries, no worries. Good to have you on the show. I'd love to hear your reaction to some of what Derek had to say. He reckons, you know, video games have had nothing to do with these shootings, that there was just something wrong with that young man in Florida, and he got his hand hands on guns and killed a load of people. Video games had nothing to do with it. What do you think? 087-711-1038. Ryan is next. Hi, Ryan. Hi, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. You're a gamer yourself, Ryan. I am a gamer, yes. Um, yeah, no, my sort of view on it is, I mean, there's millions of people all over the world that game, both in Europe and Asia, and this seems to be a phenomenon that's predominantly associated with the US. I mean, gaming is huge in Asia specifically, and they don't really seem to have this much of a problem with it as we do. So I, I would definitely say it's something that, you know, if you take the tools away, i.e. the guns, it makes it a lot harder for people to do this. I wouldn't necessarily associate it specifically with gaming. Yeah, I think a lot of people would agree with your argument, Ryan, is that, you know, if, for example, um, so many people here are into gaming, a lot of people play the likes of Call of Duty here in Ireland, but yet it's not as easy to access a gun. Therefore, thankfully, we don't have tragedies like this and hopefully we never will. What do you think, though, about when you hear the argument that kids, young people who play video games are more aggressive, that their behaviour changes when they play certain games? Yeah, I can see where people uh, 
come with that viewpoint from. Um, you know, and you could look at it from the other point of view that it is an outlet for people. I mean, the same argument could be made for sports that people play aggressive sports, you know, like rugby or football or boxing or something like this, that that would associate them, that they get these violent tendencies. But then you could also argue the other point of that it's a, a release for these kids for somewhere to let this aggression out or build up tension that they have. So I don't really buy into that one either. Yeah, that's a good point. What kind of games do you like playing? Uh, I play a mixture of everything, but predominantly it would be the first-person shooters that I play. And like one of your callers mentioned already, I mean, I don't have any tendencies to go out and buy a gun or even for the matter to go out and start shooting people. And none of the people I game with, in I game with a lot of people from different countries, and they'd be of the same viewpoint. They'd no desire to go out and suddenly start shooting people because things haven't gone their way. Mm. Tell me this. For you, what is the appeal of first-person shooting games? What do you like about them? I suppose it'd probably be the adrenaline rush of doing something that is outside of your scope that you normally wouldn't do would be one of the appeals that people get. I mean, it's not every day that someone gets to be someone that's part of a team going out and uh, shooting people virtually. I mean, no one really wants to go out and shoot people. I mean, it's it's the same attraction, I suppose, you get from people at paintball. You know, it's a bit of an adrenaline rush from Mm -hmm. paintball without any real danger to you. Yeah. per se. Um, and or driving a fast car, hard. yeah, like in a, yeah, in, in a racing situation. You don't, that's it, you know, people go go-karting for the same reason, that it's somewhere that they can get this thrill without breaking any laws. Very interesting. Ryan, thank you so much for coming on. Really good to speak to you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Take care. Um, very, very interesting uh, hearing Ryan's perspective. And yeah, that rush, that idea of playing a game, something that you can't do in real life, that is the appeal for people I think we can all be agreed Ryan doesn't sound like someone who's going to go out and open fire on innocent people, though. He sounds very relaxed because, as he argues, it's an outlet for people. What do you think? 087-711-1038. Sarah's on the line. Hi, Sarah. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Now, Sarah, I mentioned something else that Trump has been talking about, and that is arming teachers. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? I just kind of made the point in my text that I don't think that would be the answer simply because, and you hear it time and time again with mothers, fathers, whoever it may be, who might be slightly mentally unhinged, I suppose, going on killing sprees themselves. So what would stop a teacher from doing that? I mean, you really don't know what somebody is capable of, regardless of whether they're a teacher or a student. So I think that that for me would be a no. I don't think I'd be quite comfortable sending my child into a school with a teacher who had access to firearms. I know obviously it's a different country, but I just think you don't know really what somebody's capable of at all. So I just think that would add even more issues to the situation, you know? I think what Trump um, and some supporters of this theory were arguing is that if certain teachers, now he's not saying all teachers, but teachers with perhaps a military background or a special experience that, you know, that might put some parents and some students at ease. Is but that they some they're qualified? Yeah, I do, I get that, but I still don't think that that would pr- in any way prevent it because, as I said, even if you are in a military back, back, background or you have a military background, in your mind, you don't know what that person is still capable of. You don't know whether due to their background of being in the military and having access to guns has kind of unhinge them a little bit and they're not going to go on this big mad spree that you hear some students go on, you know? Yeah, very true. Sarah, lovely to speak to you. Thanks for coming on. No problem, no problem. Take care. 
A uh, good few messages coming in on this one. Siobhan says on Facebook, in young children, yeah, I think it would affect them because they'd know no better. But if the child was over 12 and they knew the difference between right and wrong and reality and something that's not real, I don't think it would be bad for them. Still, there's an age rating for a reason, I suppose. And that age rating is something I'd love to hear your thoughts and opinions on. Is it difficult to keep kids away from the likes I keep saying Call of Duty because I know for definite that that one is over 18 and it's one we've spoken about before and it's one that gets a hard time um, are you under pressure to buy Call of Duty for someone maybe who's under 18 another listener says why is it okay to find a link between video games and real world violence but not watching shows like Game of Thrones which is all about violence it's a cheap link that's overused and actual research that is published disproves it what about all the people playing FIFA or fantasy games are they would-be killers too. This is the thing. And, you know, violence on TV, it's on a level now that it was never at before. Like, you would see something on Game of Thrones now that you would have never seen on TV years ago. And I understand certain TV shows come with warnings. And there is an argument that maybe we have become desensitised. There's things we see on the news now. There's things that we see photographs of. You know, it's just so easy now to witness violence and when you're seeing it all the time again like I was saying about the video games it's not that you're desensitised and you don't feel empathy anymore but it's just you get so used to seeing certain things Kate says my brother plays PlayStation he's been playing it since he was about 8 he's now 17 he mostly plays war and shooting games and they have made him more aggressive than he was before. Me and my sisters are worried about how he's going to react when, to things when he's older because he's not that far away from being an adult. He's turning 18 in July. We're mostly worried about when he gets a girlfriend. We're worried how he's going to treat her. Wow, Kate, is that something that maybe you've spoken him to, spoken to him about? Or I would wonder, I'd like to hear some examples maybe why you have such concerns. Interesting. Aubrey says, my brother plays video games since I can remember. Now, he's not going to get up and kill a load of people over a game. The way I see it is, it's down to the laws in America. It's absolutely ridiculous how someone who might have mental health problems can go into a gun shop and purchase one without many requirements for it. Medical clearance, age, reason for buying. The drinking law is 21 because they don't feel like 18 is mature enough to handle alcohol. But at that age, they can go and buy a gun at 16. Where is the sense in it all? And yeah, a lot of people are making that point George says, okay, first off, there are rage rating, sorry, there are age ratings on games. Little kids should not be playing these games. That's the parents' fault for not parenting their child correctly. That's the only person to blame, the parents, for how their kids act. It's not the game's fault. It's the parents for letting their kids play a game like that. And yeah, we've heard a few times today how often this argument comes up about video games. A uh, listener says the boys who tortured and killed Jamie Bulger, the this was blamed on video games over 20 years ago. Um, is it not? I don't... Is it video games? But also I remember the Chucky horror movie. That was something that um, both boys had seen recently and that got blamed for the murder of James Bulger. But yes, video games are something that we constantly hear bad reports about and as Ryan who I think was so articulate such a great caller there a few minutes ago said there are people all over the world playing violent games but not as many have access to guns as those in America and that's where all these tragedies are happening. Today I would like to hear your thoughts on this. You can continue to get involved. I'm on 087-711-1038. Sorry, finally, finally, um, Rachel has just sent this message in followed up by WOW, so I better read it to you before the ad break. It says, I'm in the middle of applying for summer camp leader jobs in America at the moment. Got my first offer yesterday. 
all the boy an all boys camp in Pennsylvania and one of the activities they run is riflery. The kids on these camps are ages eight to sixteen. Why in God's name does an eight year old need to learn how to shoot guns? No way will I be accepting that offer. Absolutely outrageous. Ooh, okay. Get involved. I would love to hear from you. 087-711-1038. Lots of people have been in touch who are gamers themselves and say absolutely not. But we've heard from a few people who work with kids and Tara is one of those. She's on the line. Hi, Tara. Hi. Tara, you're a teacher. Yeah. Okay. And so you, you're coming across a lot of violence, you said in your message. Yeah. Like, I mean, the children in my class love to write stories. And I just kind of noticed in a lot of the stories, they're just becoming more violent. And I've had like a child say how, you know, a certain child really annoyed me. This is in a story. And I'm going to go home and get a gun and bring it into school. And he's eight. Um, And I've had him say that he's going to go home and kill his mom. And again, like he's, this is all taken really seriously in our school, but that's just an example. Their games out in the yard are like increasingly violent. They're all about, you know, they're picking up sticks and, pretending they're guns and you know it it can be innocent to a point but I just think it's becoming more and more prevalent in the school and in all schools probably I mean that said though like my boyfriend he's played video games that are violent I suppose all his life and he's probably with the people saying it has no effect so it's really hard to know if it's the games themselves if it's how long they're spending on the games but I don't know I definitely do see an increase of violence Sorry, and I should have said at the very start, Tara, just so we don't identify you, we changed your name just to make people aware yeah. of that, just in case anyone listening has an eight-year-old in your class. Um, but you mentioned that that was taken quite seriously by the school you work for. So when you read this bit of um, an essay that was talking about coming into school with a gun and killing someone, like, how do you deal with that? Well, I work with another teacher and I, because I was kind of newer, I I just went straight over to her very kind of calmly and just said, oh, look at this story that was written. And she read it and she just took the child out of the room straight away and kind of spoke to him about it and spoke how, you know, you need to learn to express your feelings different because I think in the movies and in these games and stuff, the when a character gets mad or something, they go straight to violence and they're not really showing how you know, if you get angry about something, that's not what you do. And so I think children are finding it hard to articulate their feelings and their emotions because because of the games and the movies. Um, so really with that child, we're working on getting him to express himself in other ways. Like, it's great that he likes to write. So, you know, if he wants to write things down, show us and that kind of thing. But, you know, just finding different ways than turning to violence. I mean, he's never done anything violent. That's, yeah. you know, probably a, a good thing to point out. But it's just even the words, it's worrying in that sense, you know. Yeah, and it's it's something that has come up on this show before is about emotional intelligence classes for kids. And as you said, like talking to them about how to express how they're feeling. But, you know, a big part of that is at home and you know monkey see monkey do if maybe Mm. I don't know and I'm not trying to say that they're coming from a violent home but if the reaction at home is to lash out or to be aggressive when something goes wrong I mean you can't unteach that in school no and there's only so much we can do and we're constantly trying to you know for every teacher they're always trying to have good parent relationships but there's only yeah there's only so much you can do in school it has to be translated at home and at the end of the day yeah like it's it is part of our responsibility but it comes down to the parents and what they're doing at home and what they're allowing their children to see and do at home you know 
Yeah. Tara, lovely to speak to you. Once again, just to clarify, we changed your name at the start. Thanks so much for coming on. No problem. Bye. Good to speak to you today. So Tara's a teacher and she says she's definitely noticed a lot of violence in stories and in some of the games. But then, like this picking up sticks and pretending they're guns. I mean, that is something that children have done since the beginning of time. I don't think that's something that is related to video games but at the same time, if, you know, we are seeing more violent acts on telly and kids are being exposed to them, of course, it's going to reflect in their play. This listener says, hi, I work in a very popular toy chain and it's not hard to get rated games. I noticed a lot of parents would buy 18-year-old games for their seven or eight-year-olds. We tell them it's for over 18s, but they don't care and they buy it anyway. All we can do is sell it to them. Well, then maybe that very popular toy chain has to get a bit stricter. But how can you refuse someone who is over 18, even if you know they're going to show it to their kid? That's difficult. David says, uh, it's a ridiculous escape goat. This is the video games. Before games, I'm sure it was movies. Before TV, I'm sure it was radio. I'm 29 now. I've been playing games since I was a child. The ratings back then weren't enforced. I've played every violent game there was as a child to present. I've never been violent in my life, never even been in a fight. All it did was give me an interest in computers, which is now my career. Trump is just deflecting the blame he can't put in their gun control laws as they are his base support. Yeah, look, and I think there is no denying that Trump is dancing around the gun control issue. But I think video games... At the same time, it's an interesting conversation and it is interesting speaking to people who are fans of games. Very interesting speaking to the likes of Tara, who's a teacher, who's, you know, noticing a greater level of violence in some of the play that she's coming across in the schoolyard. Andrew says on WhatsApp, in my opinion, playing video games can't be blamed on acts of violence in the world now. Yes, there is a reason those games have age ratings on them for a reason but to blame the acts of a small minority of people that have decided themselves to go into these unfortunate schools and just start firing rounds in my opinion the blame should be more so pointed at mental health problems and yes video games would have an effect on it in that case but I feel instead of pointing the finger and video games resolve the mental health issues and in turn it will affect the problems between playing violent video games also like it has been already said the ease to get firearms should be stricter your thoughts on that Brian says now I'm 29 spent my whole life playing video games with varying degrees of violence I'm not desensitised nor inclined to incite violence in real life ironic that this statement comes from a person who threatened North Korea with a big red button the man defies logic well listen there's no denying that Uh, you can still get involved in the conversation still lots and lots of messages coming through I would love to hear from you and again I would love to hear from someone maybe who has bought um over 18 rated game for someone who's under 18 or someone who is under 18 have you played games that are rated over 18 how easy are they to access get involved and let me know I would love to speak to you today this is the Spin Talk Podcast catch Spin Talk with Lauren live on Spin 1038 weekdays from 1 